Hello Wanderers, and welcome to Undertown. At the beginning of this year, Zach and Caitlin took a hiatus, so we decided to invite some of our friends to game with us in D&D 5th Edition. Since 2021 was extra hectic as we welcomed two new babies into the Wandering Gamer family, this game is going to take the place of our holiday special. Undertown will run through the rest of the year, and Outlaws will be back on the first Monday of January. Thank you all for sticking with us, and we hope you enjoy Undertown. Hey Wanderers, and welcome to Undertown, the Wandering Gamer Network's hiatus game. Last time, our party made plans for how to overthrow Duke File with the help of his daughter. Weapons are stashed, and the party instigates a war between Torn Cloaks and Shawgoth Horror Monsters. But, half the party does decide to go and try to help the war. Meanwhile, the other half stayed back, hoping to talk to Mrs. Duke Vile. Now, welcome, Wanderers, to Undertown. Now we return to the inn where the other half of the party uh, stayed back in an attempt to go and talk to Mrs. Duke Vile. Wait, Mrs. Vile. The Duchess Vile? Is Duchess the, the female <laughs> yeah. version of Duke? Yeah. Duchess Vile. That is Mort and... Gosh dang names. I'm so bad at them. Ama. Mort and Ama. So are we sneaking or are we going through the front? Well, we do have uh, the added bonus of having Leora... Uh, available to us. So, um, I was thinking it might be helpful if, or I was thinking it might be useful if she could help us, uh, at least get past all of the hard stuff. I am okay with that. So I don't think Leora is here right now. Uh, and she looks around like expecting her to pop out of the shadows and then like leans towards one leora uh when you say that name the first the shadow and then the figure of a small person holding a comparatively massive scythe materializes out of the shadow yes what can i assist both of you with well we were hoping that you could assist us in getting uh I don't know, I think as close to your mother as possible, uh, so that we can have a discussion with her. Uh, alright, so you just want me to, what, whatever room she's in, you just want to get dropped there? I mean, if she is in the bathroom, ideally, I do not want to go there. Is that an option? Um, okay, well, yeah, I can do that. Uh, is that all you need? I think that is a good start, and if we need you again, we will contact you. Uh, okay. So, she clutches both of your hands. Her hands feel, like, almost, uh, not quite solid. They, it feels like you're grasping at solidified smoke when you, like, touch her. And, uh, you just feel yourself melt into the shadows... And you enter, like, a 2D flat world that almost looks just like flickering pictures in a line as you slide sideways around all of the shadows in Undertown um, until the image that kind of materializes in front of you, almost like you're looking through a window, is, um, like, you're in the shadow of a large slab table um, and on it, there is a shrieking figure with, like, tentacles actively growing from their arms, and a woman wearing a, uh, just cliche lab coat and goggles, um, standing over them, holding giant, like, scissor-like, uh, pincers? Pincers? No. Pliers. Sorry. And, uh, reading from a book that's floating in front of her face, as you can see the green light siphoning from the, the person on the slab. Does she notice us? No, you're not technically there yet. Oh, okay. Oh. So, uh, this is her room and this is where she is, so you just want me to dump you out here? Sure. 
(laughs) Why not? (laughs) All right. Uh, You feel the ghostly or ghastly? Gaseous hands push you through the shadow and you kind of stumble out into the room as you now can very clearly hear screaming and the wet slapping of tentacles on a table and a woman chanting in a a magical speech. So what's on the slab? She looks up and goes, Oh, great. Thank goodness I need your help. Come over here immediately. Uh, I'm going to do a perception check, but I'm probably doing it. Okay, uh, roll your perception. <laughs> 18? Uh, okay, what do you want to know? Uh, does she actually need my help? Um, okay, so with an 18 talking about what's going on here and if it's something she could use help with, she looks like she's doing something fairly intense and also looks very distracted and she didn't really make eye contact with you. It almost seems like she hasn't registered that two people just materialized in the room with her and she just desperately needs help in the moment. Cool. I'm going to go help. Okay. So you run over. Make me a, um, make me a magic check. Whatever the skill for magic is. Uh, 25. Okay, is like that's what you rolled was 25? Yeah, I've got a like that's my best skill. Okay, great. So what happens is as soon as you run over there, the tentacles snap free of their restraints and start slapping and flailing at you. You're just getting hits. Like suckers are latching onto your face and you're getting pulled down towards this creature, but you're able to um read some like runic inscriptions on the straps that are holding the creature down. You like force one of the arms down, get it in the restraints. And at this point, um, Mrs. Vile has like breath enough to look up and go, Oh, are you new? Did you just get here? Great. Can you please hold that book over there? And she like pulls a book off the shelf and has you hold it up for her as she like references some magical stuff. Can I do an arcana check on the book or like, do I know what the book is? You can do an arcana check to gain more information on the magic that's going on here. Eleven. Uh, she is right now actively distorting the essence of humanity to generate power. Right? That's what's happening right now. That's like what the green smoke being pulled off of it is at the moment. So yeah, now she's just kind of in the midst of a complicated magical operation. Ama, what do you do? How is this person being restrained on the... Is it like... It'd be, like, big metal cuffs and leather belts, you know, to try to, like, hold them down. Because, like, new limbs are sprouting, so they're having to restrain each limb. You can see more, like, actively fighting with eels and, like, beaks that are growing out of them, you know. It's just a mess over there. Um, I think Ama would probably take up, like, a spot between this mutant and mort and like without injuring the person try to keep like the the beaks and limbs off of mort gotcha uh make me a deck saving throw okay uh, 13 uh okay so with a 13 you're mostly able to help you know like at some point this is just getting ridiculous the amount of work you're having to do trying to keep this thing from like flying apart and ripping into all of you mm-hmm. um all right Mort, i want you to make me one more arcana check to see something uh 21 okay so she is currently reading um from like this one floating book in front of her face you can tell that she's reading a spell and you notice that in her incantation because she is distracted she is um, misspeaking a syllable and it's causing the spell to fall apart. What do you do? Uh, try to fix the spell. Do you want to tell her or do you just start doing the incantation yourself? I just start doing it myself. Oh, okay. So you start chanting along in this book and um, sh- this surprises her. She looks up as you um, manage to complete the incantation yourself. You see in front of you a... Um, tear begin to open from the green light pouring out of this creature um it materializes for a moment and a uh brightly colored bird flies through the portal and then it snaps shut 
Freaky. That is the closest I have ever gotten. Bring me another carcass immediately. Also, send this one out to pasture. The uh, creature on the table in front of you now looks more like a squid than a person. And, um, yeah, what do you do? Uh, where do you keep them? Oh my goodness, you are new. Go down. We have them in cages in the basement. Go get me another one, but first get this thing out of my sight. Uh, just a sec. I might have a spell for this. Uh, is it dead? No, it's not. It's technically still alive. Oh. Okay. Would it would it have zero hit points? Why do you want it to have what spell are you trying to do? <laughs> I'm just I'm just looking. There's there's one animate called Animate Corpse. No, no, I was I was looking at things that weren't animate corpse. Um at some level I'm trying to buy time to figure out what to do. <laughs> um I don't believe it would have zero hit points, no. It, it, it's, like, still moving and conscious. It just seems exhausted. Chop, chop! Just unstrap it and carry it out of here! There's a chute in the next room! Get rid of it and bring me another thing to experiment on! We just summoned a bird from the real world! I guess Chill Touch on it. What does Chill Touch do? Uh, creates a skeletal hand, ranged spell attack... 2d8 necrotic damage. Are you killing it? Yes. Oh, okay. So you kill it, and she just looks up at you and goes, Well, yes, that's one way to get rid of it, but now we're going to have to go out and wrangle it from the road when it spawns back! So thanks! Now get out of here and get me another body! Well, we were actually here to talk. What? Okay... Then talk about getting a- what could you poss- I need a body! Do either one of you want to volunteer? Well, no. I cast, um, Thaumaturgy on Ama, hopefully- hoping she'll- she'll sing or something to distract- Wait, what does Thaumaturgy do? <laughs> um, in this case, makes your voice boom three times as loud for a minute. Okay, cool. See here, Madam Vile, Miss Vile, Duchess Vile, I'm not entirely sure what your name is, but we are trying to get out of this Undertale town, whatever. I don't even know where I am half the time, but I do not like being here. And that is what me and my friend and our friends are trying to do, and therefore, uh, and... <laughs> Uh, yeah, you know what? I'll, I'll strum my lute at this point. We would like to propose a... What's... Um... An alliance? Yes! Mort, that is the word! We, I would like to propose an alliance! Uh, okay, make me a performance check. Great. And I'll say with advantage due to the thaumaturgy. I love it. So I, I like how we wrangled Mort into going because he has the highest charisma score. And then it's Ama that's actually doing the persuasion. Yeah, check. but that's metagaming. Ama would think that she has the highest charisma score. <laughs> right. And Mort would rather be throwing fireballs somewhere. Uh, that's a 16. Ooh. Is, she looks just kind of confused and just goes, All right. What? An alliance against what? What? Why would I? What's an? I need bodies. Get me but I am an alliance with getting bodies. We're here to kill the duke. I think. All right. Now hang on. The duke has a body. I could use that body, and also I think I would like to use that body. You just said something there that I like. Can I have his body? Uh, I've kind of wanted the. I kind of wanted a pet lich. Uh, Ama punches Mort in the shoulder. <laughs> Ma'am, I believe you can have whatever body you want, as long as it does not affect my friends, or our ability to get out of this place. Alright, let me make this clear. Here's the terms of me helping you. I want to do horrible nightmare science experiments on my husband's body, and other than that, literally don't care. That would be enough. I want vengeance. I mean, I don't see a problem with that. I feel like that is doable. Great. 
We have now. What can I do to help you? I think some point we're trying to storm the castle. I don't know though. I haven't really been told. I would have just walked in already. I don't think it's a place you can really walk in, or I would have walked in a long time ago. That might be. It might be because of me. It might be because of me that you can't walk in anymore because of because of the the tentacle things that could kill all of his guards. It's probably my bad, is what I'm saying. Well, at this point, if we have your help, and we kind of have your son's help, I when think, you say kind of, what do you mean? I mean he was persuaded. <laughs> all right, uh, make me a deception check. I don't think that was a lie. Yeah, but it's deception still. It wasn't the truth. <laughs> uh, actually, I think... Well, okay. Uh, where's my dice? Uh. Truth by omission still counts as deception. <laughs> deception. What's my deception score? Oh, that's a 21. Great! Well, I'm glad you find... Here's the thing. My son... Okay, being realistic, garbage person, not a good person. He is the worst. I do not mind not seeing him anymore, but if you've managed to teach him some manners, fine. My daughter, on the other hand, used to be okay, and then she got rebellious. Doesn't everyone at some point? I know. All of a sudden, we I shouldn't be experimenting on people. It's bad to torture the people. I should be helping instead of cutting off their arms and putting on other arms with magic. Ridiculous, I know. Well, yeah, that is kind of ridiculous. I think that making horrible nightmare creatures with evil magics is totally fine. I'm glad we sent the right person to this conversation. <laughs> I tend to tend to agree with you, considering I generally just resurrect them when I'm done, but... <laughs> efficient! It's efficient what you just said! I can respect that! I wait for them to come back, and then I torture them more. We have an understanding! <laughs> yes, oh, but on the subject of your son... Is there any chance you can call back all the e-alarms that we uh, may have accidentally all attacked him? All of my experiments that I put to pastor. Huh. So you didn't notice because you, you snuck in through the shed. My daughter, she helped you. I mean, a little bit. She said I was evil, didn't she? I didn't listen to her. I actually have zero problem believing you didn't listen to an NPC talking to you. <laughs> Good. Don't. Anyways, <laughs> um... Oh, the e-alarms, right. So if you had walked in through the front doors, you would realize I have very strong, very tall walls and a very large front door to keep them out of my lab. Uh, so, no. They're kind of their own thing, but they tend to chase meat distractions. You know, if you want to get them away from a place, the best thing you can do is get them attacking something and get that thing to run away, and they just chase it forever. Oh, we should send them to the castle. My whole locking them inside idea is sounding a lot better now. <laughs> just saying. When you say locking them inside, do you mean closing the door to the nobleman's retreat and just being like, two problems just solve themselves? <laughs> <laughs> Yo. Now, do you have bodies for me, though? Because I still would like to... I'd like to experiment more on the bodies. You seem to think they were downstairs. I assume they're still downstairs. I'm not going downstairs! Bring me bodies! Uh, if we bring you these bodies, can we pop out afterwards? I guess I can't stop you. Okay, is there a way we can get a hold of you when, we, when, we, when we're ready to attack? Ah, yes, of course, here! Um, she rummages on, like, some shelves and pulls out um, two... They look like walkie-talkies, but they're glowing green, and they are clearly made of bones. So it's like a metal box with, like, where the speaker would be, there's a glowing green light with a grate of, like, finger bones and stuff. And then there's an antenna sticking out that's very clearly made of bones. The whole thing is emanating a faint green light. And she goes, this is made out of the souls of tortured people! If you talk into it, it talks on this end. They're really cool. Is it a fantasy cell phone? They're, 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 bo they're, they're bones of far speech. Got it. <laughs> yes. Yes. I call them nightmare contraptions. <laughs> okay. And I'll just be wandering down to get the body for you. Uh, so there, this is at like the top of a tower, right? Very classic. Um, 
So when you leave the room, there's just a spiral staircase leading down. Um, there are several rooms connecting in several passageways. Um, but there's one main spiral staircase that just kind of keeps going downward. What would you like to look for? If anything. A body? Okay, so you're just going to beeline it to the basement for bodies. I mean, I guess I'll do a perception check or Dama can do something. No, let me make it clear. You, there's, so I don't have an exact floor. Let me pull the curtain back. There's not an exact floor plan, but if you want other stuff, you can look. That doesn't mean you have to look. It just means this is a moment where you can. Ah. If Mort just wants to go get a body, Mort can just go get a body. Yeah, Mort's just going to get the body. Okay. Ama is particularly freaked out about all of this talk of torturing bodies between her friend and this person. So she does not care about going and finding extra stuff. <laughs> okay. Uh, so you make your way down uh, this increasingly um, slimed and slick, like, dark stone spiral staircase at first there were torches and kind of like green illuminations on the wall once you get down to the basement you just hear like moaning and the uh floor is damp make me some dexterity saving throws 12 18 all right so more you're leading the way down and at one point you step on a step that is just very clearly like, worn almost smooth. It's basically just become a slope. And you feel that horrible lurching sensation as you slip and fall and tumble down the rest of the way, taking five damage as you crash into a door. When you hit the door, you hear a voice go, What? Is it already time for another one? It is, it is. The door creaks open and you see a kind of, like, nervous-eyed man standing there in a, like, an old-timey jailer's outfit. He's holding a large ring of keys and just goes, Ha! Yeah! It's going quicker now! Well, we need more... We need more bodies, and let me tell you what, I know what happens when she runs out of bodies, and that's I get fired! So, um, well, here, and he hands you a key. Uh, just take the one, there's only two left. This is the one in the cell on the left. Okay. Uh, can I see into the cell on the left? Uh, yeah, so there's a row of cell blocks, and they're all empty, except for the two at the very back. Uh, and there is, you know, one left and right. Can I, can I see what's in the one on the left? Oh, yeah, 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 you can look in there. Okay, I look in there. Okay, you look in there, and you see a, uh, just kind of a plain-looking guy. He seems like he might have at one point been wearing some, like, fancy adventuring clothes, but it's all, like, dirty and decaying at this point his clothes are torn and just kind of hanging off of him. I cast Charm Person. Uh, do you have to roll for that if it if you're not in combat? Uh, no, but it has to make a wisdom saving throw. Ooh. I guess he has to make a wisdom saving throw. He does not make his wisdom saving throw. Oh, thank goodness you're here to rescue me! I'm saved! I knew someone would come along and rescue me, and I knew it would be you! Hi! I'm Alfred. What can I do for you? Well, you might want to be not want to be quite so optimistic about that, but if you could come with us... Sure, I'd love to come with you. There's literally nothing that could go wrong. Yeah, we're going to go up to the lab and see what's on this lab. Great, I guess I just get to observe. <laughs> All right. You, you lead this very excited man up a flight of stairs. He seems very happy to be out and stretching his legs. He's, you know, like... Cracking his back, doing some twists, like, ah, oh, it feels good to be out of here finally. Sure I am glad I just get to go watch someone have horrible experiments done on them. Uh, alright, you reach the top, the door is closed in front of you, you have this guy with you, what do you do? Open the door? Uh, okay, and you just, like, shove him in there? I was gonna follow him in. Okay, okay. <laughs> you, do, you, do, does Mort want to watch? <laughs> no, but... He was at least going to make sure he got on the slab. <laughs> uh, uh, as... Also, also, quick question. Is is Mort just becoming full-on Frankenfurter? Uh, a little bit Frankenfurter, a little bit. I just lost his name. Oh, yeah, yeah, Frankenfurter. Okay. Yes. Okay. <laughs> I, I, just, I just jumped to Frankenstein in my head. But yes, full-on Frankenfurter. Okay. Got it. 
so as soon as he walks in, um, the slab as it was, uh, becomes like animated and, uh, like the cuffs launch towards his hands, grab him and pull him onto the slab. I never actually told you her first name. Anyways, Mrs. Vile turns around and she's holding like a comically huge hacksaw. And in the other hand, a spell book and goes, all right, spells round two, and just like starts casting spells. Ah, oh, let me, let me, let me give you a little help there, my dear. And I cast Ray of Enfeeblement on the, <laughs> on the guy. Great, thanks. Give me a call when you need me. Will do. Watch your pronunciation this time. Is that, is that what it was? Thanks for the heads up. And I guess, I guess we're on our way, aren't we, Ama? Leora! When you say Leora, you can see Mrs. Vile looks up sharply as a hand from the shadow reaches out and grabs both of you and tugs you in. As she does, you just see her flip off her mother as her hand <laughs> sinks back into the shadows. <laughs> the last thing you see is a saw spinning towards the shadow and it sinks into the wall. So I just want to point out that it was. It was Greg that Rolf had such a problem with, thinking every, everything is his fault. How is he okay with Mort? <laughs> well, they don't know this happened. I don't. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I can't imagine that all of this is a new development for Mort. I feel like Mort was more of a, like, a, hey, like I want to tag along, because I am very interested in this case to the party. And and now he's just letting his true colors come out. <laughs> I think Mort is willing to behave, but in this case, it seemed like the easiest way to not die was to <laughs> play along. Yeah. Well, the other piece I could see, too, is like, you know, being a necromancer and then studying a lich, I could see like. Yeah. Also, I think Mort is a lot more neutral than you guys in terms of gray areas, considering literally resurrects bodies. I wouldn't consider that a gray area. <laughs> have you seen Have you seen the uh, movie uh, Gross Point Blank? No. Oh, the, one of the characters is is like a, a hitman, and he said that I, I can't remember what it was. It was like he the way he started being a hitman was he got flagged uh, by the CIA for having what they called moral flexibility. <laughs> <laughs> uh, before Before we switch, I do have one question for Leona. Yeah. Leora? Leora. Leora. Can, can you teach me the shadow trick? Leora looks noticeably uncomfortable and goes, Well, I don't want to answer that question because I'm worried what you'll do. But the thing is, I'm not, like, magic myself. I'm just, like, a person. But when my dad drug us all here, he gave me and, uh... Oh, gosh, what's his name? I've forgotten it because I talked to him so little. Hang on. I need to hit Alt-Tab on my brain. Uh, he gave me and Oswald magic items. Oswald kind of started copying his, but Oswald's bracers were better than most people's and gave him the ability to make more. I have this big scythe, which is why it's cartoonishly oversized for me, because it's a big magic object that lets me do all this stuff. So no, if you try to take my scythe, I'll cut your head off with it. Seems fair. I was just hoping I could figure out how to, I don't know, catch your dad with his pants down. I mean, I can help you do that, but that's maybe a conversation I have with the old whole group. My ability to get inside the the Twisting Palace is there, but limited. But anyways, it feels like we should cut back to another group of people. We cut back to another group of people. Uh, Greg, Tonk, and... Uh, Rolf, we left off with all of you attacking the back end of the eel people that were assaulting the Torn Cloaks. Um, I think we kinda were stopping where you would just kinda run up on the last few stragglers that were kinda the last to get in the gate. Is there any, like, revised planning that you wanna do before, like, things start to get, you know, th things start getting crazy? Yeah, guys, what the hell are we doing? <laughs> I didn't charge in, so... This is on you two. <laughs> Leisurely pace. He's at a moderate distance. Aggressively medium distance away. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot Rolf is at a, uh, a leisurely pace or whatever. 
So what's your like end goal? And like, okay, so let me let me kind of so it, let me again pull the curtain back a little bit on kind of how this is gonna work, right? There's okay. So like, imagine that scene in Helm's Deep, right? You're like Aragorn, Legolas, and Gimli, right? You can't entirely change what's happening, but you're able to influence the areas where you try to. So it's kind of up to you what you want, where you want more effort to be made. You know what I mean? So, like, you don't have to single-handedly kill every creature that's in the courtyard and is killing the torn cloaks. They're going to be there helping. But you also don't have to... You know what I mean? You like the goal is not kill every single one. It's like enact a strategy. Does that make sense? That could be close the doors and leave. You know, it could be like kill enough of them that you can close the gate and then get out of there. Or it could be like fortify another position and fend off the rest of them. Or you know what I mean? It's like whatever solution you can think of and pitch to me. Why can't we be the Battle of Helm's Deep and we come in all gloriously and save the day? Because someone I mean, is... that can also... That is also an option. So, like, is the goal then to just kill all of the rest of them? I think we want to use them, yes. right? This is this is where I want to know. I don't know. Well, you guys got to tell me. Oh, oh, th- that, that was a question. The problem is I think we all have different ideas about what's what's trying to happen here. And this <laughs> is why I'm asking before we start rolling the dice. No, I think it's funnier if we just start rolling the dice and we're all trying to do different things. <laughs> yeah, I'll just have you individually fight 50 of these. <laughs> I think me and me and Vinny have made a decision on something. I'm fine with Devontae making a decision on something. Yeah, Greg is, ju- Greg is just going in guns a-blazing. That's, that's his goal. It's just, it's time to fight. Uh, I've made decisions. But I mean, that doesn't mean that's your guys's. You don't have to necessarily do that. Well, I guess it's time to fight. Way to make a decision for yourself. Devante. I like battle. It's time to die. And Tonk did put up his little Healy aura thing, right? I did, yes. So your goal is basically to turn this from they've busted through the gates to now technically they're surrounded as they're being attacked on the front and the back. You said how many of them were there? You said like 50 of these guys? Ish. It's less than 100. You don't have an exact head count. I'm going to stop, take a few minutes, and actually count them. No, I'm joking. (laughs) (laughs) Passive perception. Roll for annoying your GM. Great. (laughs) Uh, Okay. So, uh, like I said, as you ran up and you threw up that healing symbol up in the sky, um, kind of the back ranks of these creatures turned around. So everyone roll me some initiative. (laughs) Uh, 20, not natural. Ooh, nat 1. Wow. Nat 1 plus 5. Still a one. Give me a second. You're a one. <laughs> Eighteen. Uh, I I have a quick question for you. Um, the time that we spent after we left this place, in the, like left here the first time, right, and went to the bar, can we can we have benefited from a short rest? Yes. Fantastic. All right. Cool. So you rush up and attack one. It has um two large crab claws sticking out of it. And in the center of its mouth, a beak, and it's snapping at you with its big crab arms. With its big crab arms. Uh, Alright, make your attack. Okay, well first, before I do that, I'm going to use my bonus action. And this is why I asked about a short rest. I'm going to transform into my hybrid form. Alright, you turn into a big kitty. Uh, But I do need to do this. When when does the temp hit points thing trigger? Uh, After my turn. Did it trigger once when you cast it before all this started? It could. I guess that's a question for the GM. Uh, so Tonk cast his little aura temporary hit point thing. Did that trigger once as soon as he cast it, or does it have to wait till his next turn? Oh, sorry. Yeah, that would have triggered when he did it. Okay. And how much? How much is that? Seven temporary hit points. All right, and I lose four of those to transform into my form, and I'm going to start attacking. Um, with my with my claws. So first attack is a twenty-three. Uh twenty-three hits. Second attack is a twenty-two. And then uh whenever I do when I whenever I use my attack for unarm strike, I can make another unarm strike. Oh no, I already used my bonus action. Can't do that this turn. Okay. That's fine. Um so two hits is nineteen damage. Uh and that's total? 
All right, you leap on top of this crab-like creature, and you start uh, raking at him with your big... It, you, you turn into a big, like, tiger thing, right? No, uh, I change it to a... I'm a Maine Coon, so I'm a big, fluffy cat. Okay, you turn into a big cat, and you start, like, tearing at this uh, crab person with your with your claws. What you notice is that the majority of this person has been overgrown with a large, crusty shell, and you're, like, having trouble getting purchase on it. Uh, but eventually you manage to work back to, like, where this crab is growing out of its torso and what used to be its lower body is just kind of, like, smushing legs. You manage to, like, find purchase on those and start tearing as it shrieks and snaps back at you with its claws. Tonk. Alright, so you run it up and just starting to punch at some monsters, or are you doing something more AoE-like? Uh, I don't think actually I really have any... Oh, wait, let's see. I can do the sacred flame. Nah, I'm just gonna go go punch punch one in the face. That just sounds more fun right now. Okay. Um. So the next monster that turns around, um, it is, it is basically just a knot of tentacles. Like it looks like tentacruel, right? But with eyes. Um. It seems that like from every like patch of skin available, tentacles have sprouted out and are trying to like grab at you and throw you to the ground as you are, like, dancing back and forth, trying to find some part of it to hit that is not just flailing appendage. Rule your attack. Sounds slimy. Does a... 21 hit? Uh, yes. 8 damage. Alright. So you don't really find much of a great place to hit. Like, unfortunately, when you swing and make contact... You're using, like, a hammer, right? Yes. So when you swing and make contact, you can feel this, like creature use its arms to basically like sponge the impact and it kind of bounces back up at you squishy now the attacks start a coming okay let's run down the list uh does a six hit greg no does a 12 hit uh tonk no okay then i'm gonna assume that a crit fail oh does a 13 hit rolf sure doesn't uh, okay, and I'm going to assume that uh, what a, a 7 doesn't hit either then. Okay, Co- Cody, so. Uh, the lowest AC out of the three of us is me out of 15. Gotcha. Okay, so um, the crab-armed monster is snapping at its back, trying to get the Mancoon cat off of it. The tentacle monster tries to attack Tonk, but unfortunately it's not strong enough to gain any purchase with its tentacles. Um, another monster that we have not described yet tries to leap over and attack at Tonk as well. Nothing happens. And then two um, large quill-like spikes land in the ground near uh, Rolf. And now it is Rolf's turn. Rolf, you look forward and you see two monsters in the back uh, ripping off uh, growing bony appendages and throwing them at you. Sorry, as well as two other monsters engaged with Greg and Tonk. What do you do? Uh, Rolf can show these fools how it's done, except I'm not going to be pulling out any bony appendages. I'm just going to shoot arrows like a civilized human. <laughs> Do I want a real sharpshooter? You know what? Yellow. Sharpshooter. Yeah, that doesn't hit. <laughs> what, what'd you roll? Uh, a 4 plus 11 minus 5, so 9, no. No, 9 doesn't hit, no. <laughs> I want a sharpshooter the second one, because, again, YOLO. Yeah, that doesn't hit either. Yeah, I just want to say, in this specific instance, like, in the setting, YOLO is actually not true. You can die many times. Alright, your arrows go flying, shot wide, due to the fact that it's hard to find a solid uh, target on these creatures that are growing uh, bony appendages and hurling them at you as fast as they can. They're just whizzing past your head, just thunk, 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 as these creatures are just, like, screaming and throwing spiky arms. Uh, all right, Greg, it's back around to you. Um, okay, so start of my turn, I'm going to activate uh, another bonus action for my Crimson Right. Uh, I'm going to so I need to roll this. Oh, and Tonk's thing would have refreshed, right? Yes. Okay. After my turn, yes. So we would have, it would go up to nine. Oh, it goes up? Well, it just refreshes. Like, and nine is the better one, so I just assume you have to choose the better. Oh, why was it seven before? Because I rolled low. It, it changes every turn. So I have to roll a d6 plus my cleric. Got it. Okay. Level. Um, so I will. Uh, I'm doing my 
Crimson right, which means I need to roll this again. And I rolled a one. Perfect. This actually is a situation where I want to roll a low number. So now my attacks with my claws do extra lightning damage. And cool attack. Lightning strikes your Mancoon cat and you bristle with energy. Alright, roll your attack. And I and I am I am Greg, not the god of hammers, I'm Greg the god of claws. <laughs> <laughs> um we'll attack twice. Ooh, those are not nearly as good. I know that one won't hit. That's a nine. Nine does not hit. Uh, how about a 16? Uh, 16 does hit. Yep. Okay. Wait. Well, okay, I'm just going to say I already said yes to it, but 16 shouldn't have hit. It's fine. Okay. It's fine. It's fine. I misspoke. That's on me. And, that, and that'll and that be um, eight slashing and five lightning. So 13 total damage. Dang. Uh... What is that in total? Oh, okay. how about this? How, how about I... Uh, well, it, it's thir- 13 total damage, but uh, five of it was lightning. I, I split it out because in case they have resistance to one type or the other. Oh, oh, okay. I see what, I see what you're saying. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so that'd be 32 total damage. Okay, so as you start clawing at the back of this thing with lightning, you can see that it's like... You can see the crab arms beginning to, like, lock up and seize as they're trying to reach back and grab at you to throw you off and are not quite able to. Uh, all right, Tonk, it's your turn. Okay, I was going to go get up and get more dice to make this a little more expedient, but I will just do it now. I'm going to try to cast sleep on these people. Uh, okay. And send them all into a magical slumber. And I have to roll my d8 five times. Not starting off well... Okay, made up for it. Math is hard. Are there any of them that have less than 29 hit points? Are there any of them that have less than 29 hit points? Uh, yes, one of them does. Then though, that single one gets put to sleep. All right, so, uh, Greg, as you're clawing at this crab arm thing and shocking it with your shocking claws, it immediately falls to slumber. It slumps over and lays there dormant. Uh, are you doing anything else, Devontae, or is that the end of your turn? That is it. Cool. All right. Uh, okay, so Crab Arms is going to skip its turn because it is asleep. What, what's the new, what's the new temp health this turn? Uh, yes, it is 11. Dang, that is such a useful thing. Tonk, does a 15 hit you? No. For sure is heckin' going to hit you. All right, Rolf, 12 hit? No, 15, sorry. No. No. All right. I think we could just take all 50 of these things. They can't hit us worth a darn. All right. 10 also missed. I'm not adding an insignificant amount to these rolls. This dice roller is rolling poorly. Spikes are landing all around you. Just spike after spike after spike after spike. None of them making contact with you. All right, Rolf, it's your turn. All right. Let's try this again. Sharpshooter. <laughs> You have to say YOLO every time you do sharpshooter. You can't just do sharpshooter without saying YOLO. 12 plus 11 minus 5. 18. No, I, I imagine I imagine Rolf, every time he does the sharpshooter, he just yells, yeet! <laughs> yeet! And then I dab. Stabbing's still cool. I hate Rolf so much. <laughs> 18 to hit. Uh, 18 hits. So, and this... I'm going to assume I'm still targeting the ones that are targeting me, which haven't taken any damage. Yeah, the quill-throwing creatures, yeah. So, 21 damage. Uh, okay. And we're going to sharpshooter again. Yeet! 22 to hit? 22 hits, yeah. Yeah, 22 hits. And we'll go ahead and hit the same one that I just hit. Okay. 25 damage. Uh, okay. So... Now, as it's pulling out quills and launching them at you, this last creature that you killed that just seems to mostly be made out of, like, bones and throwing arms um, is beginning to fall apart as it's, like, ripping chunks of itself apart to throw at you, um, almost as if it's not able to keep regenerating its body quickly enough to do what it's doing, but it has, like, a singular uh, purpose. And we're back around to Greg! All right, now's where it starts to get ridiculous. Now that I've got all my bonus actions set up, all done. Uh, I'm going to make my normal two attacks. Uh, That is a 
a 15 and a 16. I think those do not hit. Uh, well, okay. Those do not hit. Are you still attacking the one? Well, actually, no, it's, this matters. Are you attacking the one that's asleep? Yep. Okay, that would be the tentacle one that's fighting uh, Tonk right now. Then a 16 hits. Okay. Um, and then uh, now I can use my bonus action to make another unarmed strike. As, uh, since I did two unarmed strikes. That's bad. Okay. So one attack hits. Just wait till I hit all three of these. It's going to be amazing. So that is um, ten slashing and three lightning. Thirteen total. Okay. Um, you just I feel like you always do thirteen damage. That's like the number that you do. So when you swat with your claws, at first it seems like this isn't very effective. Again, you're just kind of hitting the like outside of its body as wriggling and muscular tentacles keep you at bay. But then the like electricity starts flowing through your claws into the creature and you uh, hear like a high-pitched squealing sound as its tentacles start flapping even more wildly as your claws dig in. So Cody, do you want to know why 13 damage is the number I keep rolling? Because it ends up being 2d6 plus 6. Which is a seven on two d six. All right, Tonk. All right, uh, I look at a different one, and I will do sacred flames on it. Uh, cast sacred flame on it. Okay, so the other monster that you have not really engaged with yet, and that just keeps missing at you. Um, this is this is like a classic eel armed monster, but it also has eel legs and an eel head. So it's just eels all over the place. <laughs> so. so, so. So, so it's an eel. Well, yeah, it's it's five eels attached to a torso, and it makes it really hard for it to walk. <laughs> uh, but the eel heads snap at you with uh, sharp fangs. All right, uh, roll me that attack. Uh, the target must succeed on a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Uh, what is your dex saving throw? Yeah, it's a, yeah, I got it. It's fourteen. It's fourteen. Aha! He makes it with an eighteen. Oh, wow. For someone that's just all legs. It's all eels, not all that's, legs. That's all eel. He He's surprisingly nimble. What happens if, um, what happens if they make the saving throw? Uh, I miss. Oh, you just miss. Yeah. It's not, it's not like half damage or anything. Is that a cantrip? No, it's just a, it's just, it a cantrip. Okay. Um, so you look at them, and a uh, divine flame bursts on the ground five feet away from them. Alrighty then. Alright. And um, then... Crap. Oh, sorry, are you doing something else? Uh, I was just looking. The thing would be at seven this time. Ah, gotcha. So... Okay, um... Tentacle Monster is going to attack Greg. <clears throat> does a 14... Does a 17 hit? It does. Oh, boy. All right, make me a deck saving throw. Okay. Fourteen. Uh, okay. You're you're a large cat, but this thing is pretty Sorry. big. And they're Sorry, all... I read the wrong thing. That's actually a seventeen. All right, you're a large cat, um, but you're very nimble since you're a cat. You can feel tentacles beginning to wrap around your body, but you're able to... Uh, wait, that was your saving throw, right? Yes. Okay, gotcha. But uh, you can feel tentacles beginning to wrap around your uh, your like cat self. Um, but fortunately, the fluffy hair makes you just like smaller than you seem, and you're able to slip out before any of them constrict. But uh, unfortunately, that does not let you escape from the snap of the beak, which does eight damage as the beak snaps down on your cat. When I say beak, you know that like. I like how squids and octopuses have like a beak. Not like a bird beak, like a squid beak. Yeah. Yeah, you got it. Alright. Now it's Eel Arm's turn. Does a twelve hit Tonk? No. I'm adding a lot to these rolls. It's upsetting. I gave them realistic stats. I'm rolling very badly. <laughs> Alright. Uh oh, yeah, now it's my favorite part. Ooh, does a twenty one hit? Me? Uh does a twenty one hit Rolf? Maybe. (laughs) (laughs) So, Rolf, you're feeling very good as you keep firing arrows um, into these creatures. And then, uh, like, you're looking at the one that you just hit, right? And you're like, oh, yeah, I got this in the bag. And then you feel a horrible sensation as a spike catches you in the shoulder. You feel it go all the way through your shoulder, 
um, as you realize it's vaguely barbed, and then you feel a tugging sensation. Make me a strength saving throw. It's actually not my worst. Why, dice? Eight. Okay, cool. So what happens now is you feel yourself lurch forward as you are drug across the battlefield into the awaiting, quilly, spiky arms of these two creatures that have been trying to uh, harpoon you for the last, like, you know, ten seconds of battle because of the way D&D time works. Are we about to have a hug party? Uh, all right. Rolf, you're uh, sprawled on the ground after being hookshotted by one of these creatures. Uh, now, no longer in a range where... Oh, wait. Do you take zero penalty for being close range with a bow? I don't believe I do. Let me double check. Is that like a thing for you? Because otherwise you're at disadvantage, right? Am I crazy, guys? Close range, disadvantage. Like if you're engaged? Yeah. Bows are disadvantage. Okay. So unless you have a thing... <laughs> uh, I think what it is, is there is a feat called Crossbow Expert... Being within five feet of a hostile creature doesn't impose disadvantage on ranged attack rolls. Do you have that feat? No, because I use bow. <laughs> well, <laughs> so either you're rolling a disadvantage or you have to switch to melee. Yeah. Okay. Or I can try to have them hit me with attacks of opportunity as I back away. Or yeah, you could try to run. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but no, if they hit you with those attacks of opportunity, the same thing is going to happen again. <laughs> But they didn't do any damage, so... Oh, did I not have you take damage? I literally forgot the damage. I should have just kept my mouth shut. Yeah, you really should have kept that <laughs> mouth shut as you... <laughs> as you take, um... Oh, gosh. 15 damage. Does a short rest do anything to restore hit points? No. Yes, it does if we had spent hit dice. But we didn't really do that. <sighs> attack with a short sword. I know you don't want to. I mean, joke's on you. This short sword is based on dex, so... We've been whacking at these guys for like 20 minutes now. Do we have another plan? Or are we just going to keep doing this? Oh, you're saying like in real time. Yeah, in real time. Yeah, I know it's only... I think we've done three... No, this is our fourth round. Almost Fine, fit. Cody. You have your wish. I'm rolling a short sword that uses dex. <laughs> Uh, I rolled a 19, Cody, so I know that hits. A 19 does hit. Are you attacking the very injured quill monster or the not-so-injured quill monster? The injured quill monster, because I can still roll an extra d8 due to Colossus Slayer. Oh, that's so great. I love doing damage. And then I roll a 2 and a 1. Plus 5. So... Cool. So the one that was wounded, as you swing your sword into it, it just dissolves into green mist, like almost immediately. It was very close to being dead. <laughs> Greg, your friend just got pulled into the fray. Uh, and so there's a sleepy crab next to you. There's a tentacle monster that you're clawing at. And then there's an eel-armed thing uh, fighting Tonk. What do you do? I think I'm going to keep swiping at the tentacle guy. Great. So my first two normal attacks. That's not good enough. That's, well, I mean, maybe it's 12. Guessing not. No. Mm -hmm. uh, this one, though, is 18. That is, yep. And then my bonus is 20, not natural. Oh, sorry, yeah, 20 hits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thought you were saying damage. Sorry. Yeah. Um. So, so this is going to be those two. So that's going to be 18 bludgeoning damage. Okay. And... Two lightning damage. I rolled snake eyes. <laughs> so it ended up being it ended up being twenty total damage. Okay, so forty one total damage. Alright, great. So as you clawed you said bludgeoning? Slashing, sorry, not bludgeoning, slashing. <laughs> okay. Yeah, so you're slashing at it with a, with your claws and electricity is still arcing around the tentacles as it's trying to like wrap its uh arms around you to squeeze the life out of you. Uh alright, Tonk, what you about? I'm hitting that one. The 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 one with tentacles or the one with eel arms? The one with eel arms. Alright. Does a 17 hit? Uh, yes. Then 8 damage. Uh, cool. So, uh, you swing your, uh, hammer into one of the heads of one of the eels. You see its eyes kind of roll as it gets clunked, as it, like, rolls backward, as, like, the eels kind of stumble backwards. And then lunge at you again for an assault. And now we're going to see if I hit anything. And what's the temporary hit points this time? 
Uh, we're at eight. Uh, does a 16 hit you, Tonk? Nope. Dang it. That also doesn't hit. Does an 11 hit Rolf? No, an 11 doesn't hit Rolf. I'm the second most tanky character. <laughs> um... So once you're pulled, once you're pulled into the fray, um, the the creature next to you that's basically a ball of bones that it hurls spikes at is trying to just stab at you frantically with one of its quills and has not yet made contact. And we're back around to, uh, Greg, Rolf, Rolf, <laughs> Rolf. Sorry, Rolf. You have a turn. I forgot about. Yeah, I'm gonna disengage. Like, screw this guy. You can do that. Yeah. So I'm going to disengage, that way I don't provoke an attack of opportunity, but that does forfeit my turn. I cannot do two attacks. Oh, okay, gotcha, 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 gotcha. So you're just doing like a step. Because my, my two attacks, is my second attack is dependent on using an attack in my action turn. Gotcha, okay. So you break engagement, or are you just like running off, basically? Disengage and get back to a more suitable Rolfy bow range. Okay, so you start kind of like retreating along the wall because if you wanted to retreat straight backwards, you'd have to do that through uh, Tonk and Greg fighting monsters. So you're skirting around the outside of the wall, keeping yourself uh, like in eyesight so you can keep firing arrows. And now it is Greg's turn. Awesome. Uh, Same thing. Uh, Tentacle guys. Okay. So first two attacks. Not not good. Uh, That is 11 and 13. Yep, no, those don't hit. And the bonus, 14. Uh, A 14 also does not hit. Ooh. <laughs> so Greg just, like, swipes in through the air three times and nothing. Unfortunately, Greg is a cat fighting a giant squid, and that feels unfair at the moment. I, th- I think Greg got distracted and was, is, like, batting. Is, like, batting at the tentacles. He forgot like to actually like, use yeah. his claws. Yep, that's what happened. Uh, all right, Tonk. So I am going to switch, and I'm going to go and do a fairy fire. And each object in a 20-foot cube within range is outlined in, I'm going to say, a light violet. Um, And any creature in that area when the spell is cast is also outlined in that light. If it fails a dexterity saving throw, for the duration, objects and affected creatures shed a dim light in a 10-foot radius. Any attack roll against it, the affected creature, uh, that attacker has an advantage. So I'm just trying to give advantage to people for a minute or my, until my concentration is broken. They all fail that uh, save. Yay. So wait, all the remaining things we can attack with advantage? Any attack roll against affected creatures or object has advantage if the attacker can see it and the affected creature or object cannot benefit from Get- being invisible. Get fucked. I probably should have cast this earlier then. <laughs> well... <laughs> My bloodlust just gone away. I was having fun. Good old eel arms is attacking again. Oh come on! <laughs> Eight. All right. Eel arms doesn't do anything. Eel arms snaps at you as it glows with purple fire. The massive tentacles with a twenty-two lands a hit. Make a dexterity saving throw, Greg. Okay. Oh yeah, I forgot. And we're at eleven temporary hit points. Fourteen. Uh, so with a 14, you fail your deck saving throw. You feel tentacles uh, catch, like, your foot, and you, like, stagger for a minute, and your cat-like dance is another tentacle, uh, wraps itself around your neck, and you feel your breath being cut off. At the same time, you feel the sharp snap of a beak as you take 12 damage, 7 of it suffocating damage. What is that? Do? Nothing in particular. What the thing here is that now you're, like, trapped by this thing, and each turn, you're gonna have to try to untrap yourself, or you'll keep taking that damage. Oh, I see. Okay. Can I can I just keep attacking it while I'm wrapped up by this? You can still attack it, yeah, because you're like not your your arms are still free, and you could still like kick and claw at it. But if oh, you it like, it's got me around. It's got me around the chest. Well, it's got you around the neck, but your arms are still free, and if you oh. swing your arms, you'll hit tentacles, so it's still doing damage. Uh, all right, and now the uh ball of quills and arms is going to try to throw another chunk of itself at Rolf. Nope. Okay, you said ball of quills. I just had a mental image of, like, you know, you know, like those uh, rubber band balls? Uh-huh. I just imagined one of those covered with Chris Pratt's face. Yep. Yep, that's what it is. Chris Pratt's face uh, launches itself at Rolf with a 24 to hit. 
Hmm, I'm not buying that. I, I heard a disappointing statement before when he's like, all right, ball sp- quills attacks, and it's like, disappointment. So what happened there was, um, I ha- I have like a dice roller, and I was looking at the dice roll that I had made before, like the last dice roll that I had made, which was different than like the dice roll. I have like a bunch of d20s. I'm not very organized about it. Point is, I hadn't rolled yet. I rolled a 19. Uh, likely excuse, but it hits. It does. <laughs> and it does, uh, it does 8 damage. As another quill launches into your arm. Roll a strength check. Gary needs a new pair of shoes! <laughs> <laughs> this dice is officially retired for the night. Nine. You're drug across the battlefield into the fray as this quill thing drags you right next to it so it can attack you easier. Um, and now it is back around to Greg. Greg, you have advantage on everything. Rolf, sorry, gosh, I just keep, you roll, and then I'm like, Rolf's gone, you know? (laughs) Alright, sorry, Rolf. The character I care about the most. Also, you get advantage on this. I know, I already rolled two. Uh, 24 to hit. 24 does hit, yeah. Yeah, that's a hit. Um, this one hasn't taken any damage yet, correct? It has not. Uh, so that'll be 9 damage there, and then I'm going to attack again. That's a nat 20. Okay. Uh, so how do you do nat 20s, Cody? Uh, double damage. Does that include the Colossus Slayer? No, it's whatever the Just normal the attack weapon is. weapon damage. Uh, you roll double dice. So if it's a 1d8 bow, like if it's 1d8 plus 6, you roll 2d8 plus 6. Gotcha. Oh, I rolled double 6s. F you, Cody. <laughs> 6 plus 6 plus... Five plus a D8 with seven. Twenty-four. Dead gum. Screw your bone spurs. You cut this thing in half, but it it just kind of like glues itself back together and is now still brandishing uh bony quills at you. Uh Greg. Alright. Time for all these attacks. Or all these dice rolls. Well, actually, first of all, roll a deck saving throw. Oh. Oh, I did it at the start of the turn? Yeah, why not? Okay. <laughs> Crit fail. Uh, okay, cool. So you are going to take... Is that, oh, is that with advantage? That, no, that that was... No, save. this only his attacks are at advantage, yeah. Oh. Uh, you take... I can do math. I swear I can. You take 13 damage as the tentacle around your neck constricts further. Alright, so first attack is... Oh, one away from a crit. Um, so high, like 25. Yeah, that hits, yeah. yeah. Second attack is a 20, not natural. And my unarmed strike is a crit. Okay, roll me some damage. I will say, once you get to 9 damage, you can stop rolling. It has 50 hit points, and I'm guessing you're going to get to 9 damage. Okay, well, uh, here's the first attack that wasn't... I'm going to do them in the order I rolled them, so... First attack is... More than nine damage, that's 13. Cool. As you kick to try to save yourself from being suffocated, the tentacles start to come apart as uh, smoke pours out of this creature and it slowly disintegrates into the ground. Can I move on to the next one? Because I had that crab that was right next to me. You know, uh, well, the crab is still, it's the sleep, uh, which I'm just treating as being out. No, I'm going to keep attacking it. Okay, okay, sure. Yeah, you can kill the crab. <laughs> <laughs> I, I rolled a crit, Cody. I'm rolling my damn crit. <laughs> no, it's fine. <laughs> so second attack, that is 15 damage. Uh, okay. And then the last attack, which was the crit, is 20 damage. Great, so it's dead too. Yeah, it, it dies. <laughs> it, it slowly, uh, it, it... As you, like, are just clawing at it and lightning is jumping from your claws, it dissolves into smoke. Uh, Tonk. Alright. The eel-armed monster is still, uh, biting strong and feeling good about himself. Yeah, screw him. I'm going for him. And, I 24. 24 hits, yeah. Yeah, that'll hit. I did bad math, but it was 22. Sorry. 22 Uh, also hits, it's fine. (laughs) Yeah, 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 It, it was... And then I do 14 damage. Uh, okay. So, you swing with your hammer and hit another one of the, uh, eel heads. 
in the head with your hammer. Gosh, that was a clumsy sentence. <laughs> um, you hear a, a satisfying thump as it, like, starts wiggling both of its eel arms. Like, ow, I hit my finger. You know, like you do when you hit your hand with a hammer. Eel, yeah. <laughs> it's doing that, but with its eel hands. Uh, all right. And then eight temporary hit points. I'm guessing an eight doesn't hit you, Tonk. No, it does not. Oh, but I'm guessing a 20 does hit Rolf. Yeah. Rolf, a bone launches into you for eight damage. Oh, look. As now at close range, it basically just slams into you and is just stabbing. How convenient that that's exactly how many temporary hit points we <laughs> we had. Let me tell you what, that temporary hit point thing that Devante does, it that also... sucks. <laughs> oh, it's almost done. It's almost done. It only lasts for a minute, and I think we're like, I, th- I think we're like seven rounds to right now. I have so. not been keeping track. I should have. Uh, okay. And there's only two monsters left, so it's Rolf's turn. Rolf. Uh, I'm stabbing Spiky Boy again with advantage. Uh, thirteen does not hit. Uh, no, a thirteen does not. Uh, I'm gonna do it again, and that's another nat twenty. That hits. Yeah, that'll do it. Seventeen damage. Uh, okay. So, you swing with your uh, sword, and as you stab into this thing, you can see it again doing that that uh, kind of same thing that the other one did, where as it tries to pull more quills, its body just kind of like starts to deteriorate and fall apart as green smoke starts pouring from it. And as it starts sinking into the ground, the remaining eel-armed monster kind of realizes it's losing this fight, and it just goes into like full flight as it like squalls and runs back towards the gate, kind of stumbling over its crushed eel heads. And as it does, like once it crosses through the gate, squealing and squalling, the like remaining horde of creatures all kind of turn, and the horde seems distracted in mass. Not just like five of them, like the rest of them. Thanks for listening to this episode of Undertown. The music for this show was Action Epic by Kamiku and can be found at loyaltyfreakmusic.com. If you like this show, you can check out more at our website or on Podbean and interact with us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can also find us streaming on Tuesday nights at wandering underscore gamers on Twitch. Until next time, be careful wandering the Undertown.